Good morning. Happy, happy Wednesday. How is everyone? How is your morning? Changing some schedule here. It is 6.30 a.m. in the East Coast today. And um, I just read a scripture in the book of Psalms. Psalms 105, verse 1 and 2. The Bible said, Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people and his wondrous works. I just took this from my head. Let me let me open the Bible. Because I just read it, so it was still on my mind. But I don't wanna mislead you. Let me let me read it. Psalm 105, verse 1 and 2. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Praise God. Make known his deeds among the people. Number two says, sing to him. Sing psalms to him. Talk of all his wondrous works. Sing to him. Sing psalms to him. Talk of all his wondrous works. You are one of his wondrous works. The book of Psalms tell us we are fearfully and wonderfully made. When people see you, they see God's works. How you present yourself in the world matters big time sometimes you don't even have to say anything just you are showing up your appearance the way you you think the way you do life the way you 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 work the way you talk the way you behave all these things were made for us to do to glorify God, to be pleasing to God. People can just watch you, how you live your life, and glorify God because you are part of his works. Everything in this world, everything on earth is for his glory. Um, but this verse is just fresh because I just saw it as a verse of the day. Give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. It's our job to make known his deeds among the people. So one of the ways we do that is by the way we live. You and I have never met. You just hear me on this podcast. Um, so the way I'm communicating with you to make known God's uh, works, God's deeds among the peoples is through uh, oral communication. 
but if you were living my late say my next door neighbor it's also my job to show god his deeds not only by words but also by actions so that is a good way to i mean it's a beautiful verse to meditate on today and uh, to just think how we live how we we, we treat people if god, that is pleasing to god if that make known god is deeds among the peoples if it doesn't then it's never too late to change there are places where our preachers pastors will never reach but you and i can for example in our workplaces uh at the grocery stores uh maybe you are changing oil maybe you are at a, on a traffic on the road somewhere uh everywhere we go it is our job to show god's deeds of, to make known god's deeds among the people if you are his child and that's what he called us for amen all right so today's verse i'm going to go to um the verse that i meditated on yesterday this is Ephesians 2:10 Ephesians 2:10 tell us we are his workmanship so this connect with something that i just said on Psalm 105 verse 1 and 2 but this is Ephesians 2:10 for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works What is good works? One of the good works is to make known God's deeds among the people. And it say which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We are his workmanship. Other verses tell us we are his masterpiece, his work of art. We are his handiwork. Work of art. I'm thinking about Michael Angelo. Is it Michael Angelo or uh, I don't know. The guy who painted Mona Lisa, what his name is. Whoever that name is. I'm thinking of that. I'm thinking of an an artist, let's say a musician, who sit in the studio for days or months to create a beautiful music. I'm thinking of a painter spend hours and hours in the studio to come up with a beautiful piece of work of art. I'm thinking of uh an engineer, computer wizard, a software engineer who spend hours and hours programming to come up with an app or something. We are his workmanship. I was reading in the book of Exodus um I don't remember the chapter, but it's should be in the 20s where um there is 
God is um, giving Moses instruction how to make uh, his temple, his tabernacle, and, and all that, how to conduct the worship and everything, the utensils. He was so much into detail, even to the spoons and, and plates and, and everything and, and garment for the priest. So we are told that he put his spirit of wisdom and understanding of this craft, craftsmanship to a man. Uh, I forgot his name. But he put that spirit in him so that he'll be able to, to craft everything from um, the, the tabernacle itself with all the details to even how to make the oil, the special oil for that um, worship. Um, um, worship, um, like the way they should be worship, how they should conduct the worship every little detail goes God was in it and he had to put his spirit in that you know in a man who also will teach others to help him craft everything just as he have instructed what um uh, well Moses we gotta remember Moses had his task and the task was to um to help to free the children of Israel from from Egypt and he did with Aaron and then when they got to the wilderness to then uh, as they're constructing that instruction about the temple and, and worship and ceremonies God did not put that spirit of craftsmanship in Moses he did it in this other guy I was I was just like thinking of all this. So um, here in this verse, Ephesians two ten, we are told that we are His piece of work. We are His His handiwork. We are His, his a, a work of art. We are His masterpiece. So I was just thinking the same way He put the spirit in a man to do things that he wants the man to do for him, for his glory. He did to us himself. Now, when he created us, he didn't use a man. He did himself. Think about that. Sometimes people go, you know, put Botox and... I'm not gonna rule out that I'll, I'll never pull it or anything or use it. What I'm saying is, do not criticize your body. Do not criticize the way you are. Do not criticize anything you see on your physical body. The Bible say you are a masterpiece. God called you a masterpiece. His his own workmanship, his own work of art. There's one thing I always um may I don't know if I should say it. Like <laughs> there are things I would like to have. For example, I would love to have long, slick, thick hair, right? And every day I go in the mirror, when I look in the mirror, I'm like, Lord, I want to have that hair. 
that's the one I want. But then I read this verse. They say, the hair God gave me is a work of art. It's a work of art. I need to see it that way. Instead of looking for something that my physical eye is lying to me. In fact, it's the devil who is lying to you. He's saying, yeah, look, your hair is not, your body is not, your belly is, is that. It, it, that is the talk of Satan. And when you hear those voices, you got to go back to the Bible and say, what did God say about me? He said, I am his own master work, his master piece, his work of art. This is God's work. Right there, it, that's how you rebuke the devil. That's how Jesus defeated him in the wilderness. It is written. You tell the Satan when he's telling you, oh, you need Botox. Oh, you are not born a woman. You're born a man. You need to tell Satan behind me. I am God's masterpiece. This is the work of God. Are you kidding me? And those things dissipate right away. And you start seeing your eyes just get open to see exactly what God sees. And it's a beautiful thing to experience. So we are not a workmanship of anything or anybody. We are not a workmanship of a doctor. We are not a workmanship of a diet. We are not a workmanship of a, uh, a pill. We are not a workmanship of exercise. We are God's workmanship. We are God's workmanship. We always have to remember that. We always have to remember that. It's not food that make you feel your body sexy. It's not exercise. It's not diet. Those things are created things. You cannot worship them. We need to worship God who made us. But he used those tools to put you in place where you are supposed to be As, as, as a person who take care of his temple because you are God's temple. So you need to take care of your body. It is God's work and he have given it to you. So you take care of it and you're using stuff. Other created things that God have created to take care of the body. But at the end of the day, the glory goes to God because God made everything for us, for our good. So we are not rejecting diet. We are not rejecting exercise. We are not rejecting pills. What we are rejecting is worshiping those things. Because those are created things. They absolutely have no power to do anything to you. God does. If God prevents them from working on you, you can exercise all you want. 
But if God stop them from working, they will not work. So we give glory to God. He created those things for us, for our good, to save us for his glory. Um, right there, right there, thinking of this truth, you cannot help but just pray and give thanks and raise your hand and say, Father, thank you. How wonderful is the works of your hands? Because I am wonderful. I am wonderful. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You thank him for making you and realizing these truths. You marvel at his work every day. People go in nature looking for ocean and mountains and birds and frogs. God's work is right in front of you, right in you, outside of you, yourself. You can start glorifying God right the moment you wake up in the morning and you take that breath. You open your eyes and say, Father, oh, how wonderful is your works. Look at me. Look at this body. Look at this skin. Look at this face. Praise God. Bless the Lord, all my hair. Bless the Lord. All my mouth, my tongue, my teeth. Glorify his name, all my nails, my fingers. You will never run out of words to worship and glorify God. You don't need to go too far. Right in your own house, right on your own bed. There are millions and millions of things to just lift up your hand and your voice to the Lord in the morning when you wake up to give him thanks, to make known his deeds among the peoples. Now, I noticed a few words here, which I jump off the ship. Number one was, we are his workmanship. As I said before, we are not diet workmanship. We are not exercise workmanship. We are God's workmanship. Uh, the second word is um, the word workmanship itself. The word workmanship is the masterwork, a work of art. A masterpiece, a handwork. So we are God's work of art. The third word is words created in Christ Jesus. That's important. We were created in Christ Jesus. This is crucial. All of us were created in Christ Jesus. Every single human being. Every single human being was created in Christ Jesus. In the book of John, the first chapter tells us everything was created by him and for him. 
the other book, I believe Paul wrote one of the writers, he said through him and to him and from him. From him, through him, to him. In the book of Acts, chapter 17, verse 28, I believe, we say, In him we live and move and have our being. So we are created in Christ Jesus. Everything was created in Christ Jesus. There's nothing that is made that was not made in him or through him. Everything was made in him and through him and for him. Everything. Every little thing. So we were created in Christ Jesus. We were not created, but this is the thing. Again, I'm going to go back how people worship wrong things. The Bible does not say we were created in Muhammad. It doesn't say we were created in Krishna. It doesn't say we were created in Buddha. It doesn't say we were created in diet. It doesn't say we were created in Botox. It doesn't say we were created in politics. It doesn't say we were created in Donald Trump. The Bible says we were created in Christ Jesus. Everything flow from him or through him and for him and to him. Everything. Everything. That is important. So we need to know. That's why Jesus Christ came and died for us. He came to redeem us. Because we were created in him. We are we, we are part of him. We are fresh of his flesh. We are part of his flesh. We are part of his lips. And those who unite with him, who accept him, become one with him. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Jesus. It's no longer I who live, but he. It's Jesus who lives in me right now. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So once you recognize that you were created in Christ Jesus, you come to Christ because you was created in him where your life end and his start. We don't know, but what we know is Jesus lives in us and us live in him. He become our Lord He become our salvation. He become our life. He become everything. We were created in Christ Jesus. I used to, I had a conversation the other day with my friend. I thought she was Christian all this life, all her life, all our lives. Because we went to uh, high school together. And in between, you know, we part ways after graduation. um, And then we met 20 years later. 
on WhatsApp. So she has been mocking Christians, really, I would say. She's been posting all these videos of worse what people call themselves Christians who are not. It's just the work of the devil that he infected in churches. And it's all over, out there on the internet. And he used those videos to mock Christianity. And in that group, a lot of people, I noticed, it seems to me like they are born again, or they at least acknowledge God and Jesus Christ. Um, and so it was bothering me for a while to see her do stuff like that. And uh, it's always like people love to mock Jesus. They don't mock Muhammad. They don't mock anybody. And I'm uh, seeing her picture. It shows me she was Muslim, but I didn't want to make an assumption. But it became clear she is because she started um, saying uh, Muslims prayers, things like that, Arabic stuff. Um, even though she never tell us that she's Muslim, but you can tell by picture she covered her head and she was speaking about the 4 a.m. prayer where she goes to, I don't know what the name of that prayer they do. You know, they pray five times a day. However, because she'd been around Christian for long, maybe she was Christian and then she became Muslim because I think Muslims think their religion is the religion, the real one, the chosen one. So maybe she was trying to convert us from Christianity. I'm not sure. I I don't know what she's doing. But even if she was trying to do that, the method she was using was not the way you do for people you love. If they truly are lost, uh, that's not the way you convert people. So my spirit was, you know, provoked. And at one point, um, based on series of videos and the worst of people who call themselves Christians, um, she kept posting on WhatsApp group. So I spoke up, like we in chat group. And then, um, so she, for, for whatever reason, she was interested to know more about Christianity, because I've been criticizing those people as um, they're not Christian, they're, they're Satan. This is the work of Satan. Um, so she went, she was curious and she she was intrigued. She wanted to know more. So we, we had that opportunity based on some of the videos she posted. I posted a controversial comment that um, I think provoked her. She wanted to know more and that's when I said yes. The fish just came to my net. And um, so I told her, we, we started talking, and I, I told her that, you know, do you believe Jesus is God? Because I know Muslims don't believe Jesus is God. They don't. Um, and that's where I lost her. That's where I lost her. She started mocking me and all that. But I stay on my land. She started to stare. You know how when people are trying to I don't know how to explain this but she was mocking me she was in disagreement um, 
but I stay on mine and she tried to distract me from my focus from the point where I was going with it because she was losing it the argument but I stay on my land um and then she well she lost because god is with me she's with the devil uh, we ended the conversation and i think maybe she went home and you know read some scripture i gave to her and found it was true what i was saying um she never more cast again with this crazy video she stopped doing that from that day on So the Bible tells us here that we were created in Christ Jesus. And she's still Muslim. She's still Muslim, but I pray that I planted seed on her because she's she, she's my girl. She we went to school together and I don't want her to get lost. Um She was saying that keep your religion to yourself. I'm like it's against Christianity to keep our religion to ourselves. In fact, this is not religion. This is life. Um so I'm looking for another opportunity to find out why she's Muslim and if Muslim is that good why she she have why she's keeping to herself if it's really good what is the role of religion in the world and if 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 it is good to be Muslim or Buddhist or Hindu then why don't you witness to me because you know if you have something really good don't you want to share with others that's the problem with the religion That's the problem with false religions. But Christianity is not like that. We want to save as many people from hell as possible. And that's why we open our mouth because it's so good to be in God, to be in Christ, to know who you really are. It's really good. And those other people they absolutely don't know who they really are. They don't know. It is sad. Um so I'm, I keep praying for my friend. We were created in Christ, not in Muhammad. Um Now, the other day also The other day um in church actually last weekend my pastor was telling us about this class about evangelism. To evangelize to bring as many people as possible to Christ like you have to go in Christ and learn how to witness to somebody um in this scripture really when when it say that we were created in Christ Jesus and it's no longer us who live but Christ this stuff should be natural like for example when i was witnessing to my friend i didn't go in Christ to learn the tricks and 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 hacks and and method and steps how to talk to her to her how to to answer her to prove myself for the faith or the hope that i have it just came natural the lord was right there with me i just went in and scriptures started popping up for her some of them i read long time ago some of them just this, this because god has put his word in in our hearts have written it the holy spirit goes in and 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 search it and and bring it out at the right time at the right moment and so you are able to witness 
every time you're trying to do things by your own works, your own will, your own willpower, um, it's it's it, you're being in the independent of Christ. Now it's no longer you living Him, but you are living in yourself. God gave us this His Spirit so that we fully depend on Him in everything. So it's about being prayerful, Father. Give me wisdom to communicate with this person. What should I tell this person? I I, I believe that's that's the most effective way of evangelism by depending fully completely surrender to to Jesus surrender to the holy spirit leading you to every step even even Jesus said you know when i leave i'm i will send the holy spirit I'll, you're going to you're going to you're going to be empowered I'll, I'll, you will have power to witness of me in Jerusalem and Judea and even to the end of the world end of the earth you will receive power he was talking about the holy spirit and he said don't even worry they will they will persecute you they will they will, they will put you in jail they will bring you to court for my name's sake but don't worry don't even worry what you're going to say the holy spirit will tell you right there what to say we are to depend on him that's why he came for that purpose to really not including him is to grieve him we live all our lives in our on ourselves we were drivers on our own lives we were lords on our own lives because we were ignorant until we came to light god opened our eyes to see him in us and now we give him the keys to you know ride this bus ride this train for us and we have to live to depend on him so i don't i mean it's good to learn things um human way as like plan b maybe but i think if you immerse yourself in the word of god not i think i believe that's the truth you mess yourself in the word of god because the word is spirit that word become alive in you and when the moments of doing things for the sake of kingdom for the name of christ comes or the opportunity show up the holy spirit will be there with you he will be there with you um So you don't need any tricks or methods. You can learn them but know that you're no longer yourself. The fourth word that I learned was good works. I'm going to go quick because I don't want this podcast to be too long. Good works. Um what are the good works? What are the good works? We were created in Christ Jesus. for good works. Well, I can summarize good works in one word, love. That's the end of the story. When you love, you can read that uh, chapter in the book of Corinthians 13. I know I don't know if it's is is 
first Corinth or the second Corinth, but it's chapter 13 where it breaks down about love. Love is the greatest. Jesus said, you lay down your life. The greatest love is one who laid down their life for their friends. Really, if you do everything out of love, you do good works. Because there's nothing corrupt going to come if you operate in that. If you operate in love. Because God has already poured his love in our hearts through the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. And God is love. So the love of God that is in us, if you do everything by the love of God, which is in us, um, you will do good works. You will have love to people. You have compassion for people. You will not harm anybody. You will not offend anybody. You will be patient. You will be kind. You will be gentle. You will be have a lot of joy and, and, and calmness. Uh, you will be tolerant. You will tolerate a lot of things. You will not take offense to yourself. Love is everything. But the Bible have a lot of scripture that talks about uh, good works. I will not go over all of them because uh, at the end of the day, they all come down to one thing, to operate in love. Um, another word that I saw is those good works God prepared beforehand. He prepared before even the creation of this world. When God said, let there be light, when he spoke that first word, he already prepared everything to come. He already done it. it the work was finished. Jesus was already, everything was done. Before he said, let there be light. Things, everything was done already. And God even prepared these good works he created us in Christ Jesus before um, he prepared. He, he created us in Christ Jesus for good works, which he prepared beforehand. Those works were prepared even before you were. Before he said, "Let there be light." So, what is our job? Our job is really we are in the journey of discovery. We are in the journey of knowing what God has prepared for us. It's what, he doesn't tell us everything that he has already prepared. The Bible has a lot of things that talk about what God has done already. His will of how we should live our life, how we should walk in him. However, it comes down to the moment. He does, the Bible doesn't tell us the moment-to-moment details about everything that we're going to do. I mean, I, I, I didn't know. It's not in the Bible that I will be speaking on the podcast on Wednesday, February uh, 12, um, 2020 at 6.30, at 7. Like, it's not in the Bible where he put the, my name and what I'm going to be doing today. But it is my job now to walk every single day depending on him, asking him what I need to do next. 
of at least finding finding out what you should be doing and you will know what you should be doing when you do them because you're going to have confirmation the spirit of god is going to give you a check mark tick that was a good job and if you're doing things that you shouldn't be doing you're going to have an pleasant um confrontation within yourself you will have that you will know it you will just know it that you should you shouldn't be doing what you're doing or you shouldn't have done what you just did you will know there will there will be a conflict within yourself your heart will co- condemn you let me put that way but if you do good the good works which god which is pleasing to god in short is to do things that are pleasing to god the that that's what he prepared if you're doing anything that's pleasing to god if you're doing things that are according to his will that's what he prepared for you before the foundation of the world and that's what you should be doing one of those things is to declare as i read in psalm 105 verse 1 and 2 is to declare his deeds among the people. God will never be unsatisfied of you doing that. He will always be pleased. His name will be glorified with you if you're doing those things. Those are the what he prepared before the foundation. He did not prepare me to watch porn. He did not prepare you to lie, to steal, to cheat. He did not prepare you to to to, to bear false witness. The good work that he prepared for you is to declare his deeds, to praise him, to glorify his name whether you eat or drink. Wow. Okay, I didn't read the um I didn't read the cross reference. I didn't read the uh I didn't check the cross reference or context. Um I just took this just one verse and just break down in its meaning uh, and it's enough for a Bible study for today. So, how do you do this word because we know that the word of God tells us be doer of the word not hears only deceiving yourself. If you just hear this and do nothing about it, you are deceiving yourself. So you need to do this word. What is the action you need to do this word? How do you do this word today? For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Um do the good works do the good works which God has prepared beforehand that you should walk in them one of the good work is to witness is to declare God's deeds among the people is to the way you live your life whether you eat or drink do all to the glory of God to is to do things that are pleasing to God when you find yourself in a situation where you don't know you are confused God is not an author of confusion the devil is So when you are in situation where you you know you, you don't know what to do ask the Lord ask for wisdom if any of you lack wisdom what you should do you should ask of God who gave liberally and without reproach 
without partiality, without holding you accountable. He doesn't say, oh, because you sinned, you did something wrong, then I'm not going to give you the... God is not like that. If you are his child, your sin are completely out of the picture. You are sinless. You are perfect in him. So don't even feel condemned. Only devil condemned. Go boldly to the throne of grace to receive mercy in times of need. Just ask. You lack wisdom on something? Ask. Ask. Father, what should I be doing right now? What should I do after I finish this podcast? Father, what should I say to this person? Where should I go? It's it's like you're you're living your life with a constant being in touch with God. Like, you know Jesus is your Lord, so you follow his leading. You follow the Holy Spirit leading. You have the Holy Spirit inside of you. So follow his leading. And the best way to start, start with the word of God. Put the word of God in you so you have that light shining in you. You you have those darknesses, those dark spots removed. You, you're not living out of vacuum. You're not just living out of your head. You have to fill your mind with something. Renew your mind with the word of God. So start there. Start with the word and let this word meditate on this word day and night. Joshua 1.8. Day and night, meditate on it. You keep pondering, you keep asking questions and, and, and the word is going to start opening up for you. You are at work. You are doing your work as usual. You are secretary. And you receive email and, and it's a bit confusing. Right there, you stop. Lord, what should I do? Get in touch with God before you go see your boss. I can go on and on. The point I'm trying to say, how do you live this word today? Ephesians 2.10 is figure out what is the works that God prepared beforehand for you. We know what the works God prepared. Most of them we know. God doesn't want you to sin. God wants you to love. Those are the works he prepared. Children of God don't love. You have love in you. So let that love flow from you to others. That is the good works. And everything just... Come out of it. Love is everything. It's the greatest. The Bible says. So if you live in that sense, you are doing exactly what Ephesians 2.10 tell us. You are walking in them. You are walking in those good works. And your heart will rejoice. The Holy Spirit will rejoice. God will rejoice. Jesus will rejoice. You have no conflict within you. When you have confliction within yourself, you need to stop. You need to stop and, and just re- repent and re- you know change the directions. Go to the word. Get the truth in you. In Jesus' name. Till next time.